Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Have you ever wondered if there was an easier way to ensure clients always come back to the salon? Well, I'm the bearer of good news because there is. Now for salon owners, it can be super frustrating when you stress the importance of rebooking to your team, yet they fail to do so. Uh, it feels like client relationships are formed, efforts are made, but all for what? To never see the client again? So let's remove that frustration with my most effective client retention strategy that you and your team can implement both before and after the service to ensure the client always returns. Now, after sharing this conversation with the profitable and successful Facebook group and all the members there, I realized this was way too much gold not to share it here with you on the podcast, my loyal podcast listeners. So remember, all the resources that I mention in this podcast uh, are in the show notes of this podcast for you, as always. So let's dive in and unlock the strategies. Hey. How are you? I really want to talk about retention today because I think, first of all, um, too many owners invest too much time searching for new clients. Um, and don't get me wrong, new clients are the lifeblood of the business, 100%, but I think not at the expense of clients who we've already met, those that know, like, and trust us already. I think it's the fastest cheapest and simplest way to keep your books full. Um, I know I learned long ago um, that I could not rely on my team to do it all perfectly, all of the time. Like I love my team, I ha actually had an amazing team, they performed really well most of the time. But I learned that I can't really rely on my team to do it all perfectly, all of the time. Like I love them, they actually were amazing, um, but to rely on them to perform all of the time, not realistic. And for years, I was frustrated as hell. Um, you know, and I know, I know you'll resonate, why the hell can't they just do what I asked, right? And so, for example, if my stylist Jane broke up with her boyfriend, she was off for a whole week and everything went to hell. Her targets went to hell. She didn't pepper in the next future appointment with her client. She didn't plan a next time visit. Uh, she would forget to ask the client to rebook, so the client wasn't rebooked. So I realized that I needed to create a system inside of my business that was stronger than the weakest member of my team. And systems that ensured that the clients returned to my salon and came back to the business even if one of my team members was off that day or that week or that month, God forbid, right? So they're humans after all, and humans actually can't be reliable 100% of the time. Like life happens, shit happens, even the best, even the best go bad sometimes, right? So what should I be doing to ensure that um, clients come back to my salon again and again and again? 
uh, well, what is the system anyway, right? But I think as the owner of a brand, we need to make sure that we have a strong relationship with our salon clients, um, as well as helping our team nurture the direct relationship. Um, the client has to have the relationship that well, what are we doing to keep, the, keep and maintain the relationship with the client and with the brand, right? So if I only rely on my team to serve and retain clients, then I really leave myself and the business at risk. So I think we've got to future-proof and build beyond, beyond the silos. So uh, I think that's uh, ensuring that you, as the business owner, catch all of the clients, new clients, existing clients, and connect with them. And that there's a connection point so they come back again and again despite team change, right? Uh, you need a good, strong communication strategy, aka a system. Right, that you can own and you can manage that's above the relationship of your team um, and connect with those clients. Uh, notice that I said that they're your clients, not their clients, and I think that's really a really, really important distinction. Okay, let's talk retention. Good plan? Should we talk retention? Um, first of all, I think too many owners invest too much time in searching for new clients. Like, don't get me wrong, I said this before, um, New clients are the lifeblood of the business, but not at the expense of the clients that we already have, that we've already met, that we already have a relationship with, they know like us and trust us. And I think it's the fastest, cheapest, simplest way to keep our books full. So I wanna turn our attention to that because the burn and churn is exhausting, it's expensive, and I think repeat and recycle is a lot more sustainable. Okay, so let's start with a simple Strategy, a simple retention strategy, number one, strategy number one, um, for those clients who haven't rebooked or pre-booked a future appointment. They didn't rebook when they left the salon. So if your clients didn't pre-book and they, and they uh, still don't have an appointment when they should be due, I think it's time to send a follow-up message. To perform all of the time, not realistic. And for years, I was frustrated as hell. Um, you know, and I know, I know you'll resonate, why the hell can't they just do what I asked, right? And so, for example, if my stylist Jane broke up with her boyfriend, she was off for a whole week and everything went to hell. Her targets went to hell. She didn't pepper in the next future appointment with her client. She didn't plan a next time visit. Uh, she would forget to ask the client to rebook, so the client wasn't rebooked. So I realized that I needed to create a system inside of my business that was stronger than the weakest member of my team. And systems that ensured that the clients returned to my salon and came back to the business even if one of my team members was off that day or that week or that month, God forbid. Right? So they're humans after all. And humans actually can't be reliable 100% of the time. Like life happens, shit happens, even the best even the best go bad sometimes, right? So what should I be doing to ensure that um, clients come back to my salon again and again and again? Uh, well, what is the system anyway, right? But I think as the owner of a brand, we need to make sure that we have a strong relationship with our salon clients, um, as well as helping our team nurture the direct relationship. Um, the client has to have the relationship that, well, what are we doing to Keep, the, keep and maintain the relationship with the client and with the brand, 
right? So if I only rely on my team to serve and retain clients, then I really leave myself and the business at risk. So I think we've got to future-proof and build beyond beyond the silos. So uh, I think that's uh, ensuring that you, as the business owner, catch all of the clients, new clients, existing clients, and connect with them. And that there's a connection point so they come back again and again despite team change, right? Uh, you need a good, strong communication strategy, aka a system, right? That you can own and you can manage that's above the relationship of your team um, and connect with those clients. Uh, notice that I said that they're your clients, not their clients. And I think that's really a really, really important distinction. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're gonna get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team, you love your team, but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Okay, let's talk retention. Good plan to talk retention. Um, first of all, I think too many owners invest too much time in searching for new clients. Like, don't get me wrong, I said this before, um, new clients are the lifeblood of the business but not at the expense of the clients that we already have, that we've already met, that we already have a relationship with, they know like us and trust us. And I think it's the fastest, cheapest, simplest way to keep our books full. So I wanna turn our attention to that because the burn and churn is exhausting, it's expensive, and I think repeat and recycle is a lot more sustainable. Okay, so let's start with a simple strategy, a simple retention strategy, number one, strategy number one. Um, for those clients who haven't rebooked or pre-booked a future appointment, they didn't rebook when they left the salon. So if your clients didn't pre-book and they, and they uh, still don't have an appointment when they should be due, I think it's time to send a follow-up message. Sometimes life gets busy and the client simply forgets to pre-book uh, or she forgets to rebook in her busy life um, in time for her appointment. Time goes by, right? So by the time that they remember and um, remember to get in touch, how many times do we think we're going to, you think about your own behavior, how many times do we think, oh, I must do that thing, I must book the doctors, I must remember to go to the chiropractor. And by the time we get round to it, weeks and weeks and weeks have gone by. And we're living in pain with whatever pain we are, but clients are living are the same. So we wanna be the ones to instigate the engagement remind them, make it easy to do business with us. Because I believe it's our duty to make it easy to do business with us. And a simple reminder is all that it takes. It's gentle, it's a gentle reminder. Hey, it's time. So I like the simple process of an email, an SMS, and then potentially a phone call. I think it's a nice lead in from a soft touch point. An email is pretty soft. 
An SMS is a little bit more direct and personal and a phone call is very direct and personal. So we're going to start softly and move into uh, a stronger touch point if we haven't captured, captured them, picked them up and, and rebooked them. So it also allows us as busy owners, like I'm aware of giving us more jobs to do, um, that we can automate the process somewhat before um, we have to pick up a real human to do a job because that's hard enough, right? Even if we get our team to do it, just another thing to do. So let's start soft and automate it and build into a little bit more high touch and personalized. So I think there's um, three reminders. First, the SMS, no, sorry, first the email, then the SMS uh, to pick up those clients. And I think they should be sent about one to two weeks after when after she should have been due to come back. So I think the first thing to do is calculate um, what is what is your average client visit rate? What is the return rate? So if you go and check your key performance indicators, you can see uh, averagely my clients come every seven weeks or averagely my client comes every six weeks. So if she was due to come on seven weeks, and I don't think you need to go so personally, you could if you wanted to be super, super onto it. But if you know that your sale on average is seven weeks, then at the seven week mark, you'll want to schedule a reminder message at about one or two weeks after that time has passed. And I think, um, so in this case, eight or nine weeks, but I actually think the sooner than later, like get to them sooner. If they haven't come on that seven to eight week, um, remind them now and get that email and get that text message out to them. Uh, of course, you can actually automate this using your salon software, so don't forget to do that. I'm all about automation and making life super simple. So I created a little retention strategy for you um, to help bring them back. I'm going to post it in the comments here. Super simple. It works. Um, so if you want to see it, do you want to comment now to bring bring them back? Just comment below. Bring, bring them back, and I will share it with you now. Uh, now, if you're listening to this later on the replay or on the podcast, uh, I'm going to leave a link to this on the show notes so you can find this and I'll send you the resource in Messenger. Let's talk a little bit about the actual rebooking. So we've just talked about um, what to do when they haven't got a pre-booking, when they come around to their appointment time when they should be due and they don't have an appointment, we've talked about that. So let's talk about actually minimizing the number of people that fall into that group and actually talk about what happens at the front, rebooking. And uh, I wanna to talk to you about some strategies around that so we can have a good chunk of clients uh, who rebook before they leave, right? And if, you're, if you don't have, if the majority of your people uh, leave without an appointment and you're having to do the reactive, which we just talked about, which is super important and super effective. Let's talk about actually changing to being proactive and getting in front of them. Because I think the pre-booking the client is uh, the must. It's a must strategy for this type of business. And too many of us don't do it or don't do it enough or don't focus on it enough for our team members. And we let some of our team, the stragglers, get away with being pretty miserable at it. And I think for um, having a little bit of awareness around uh, what does the journey look like for a stylist? What should we expect a stylist or a therapist to be rebooking at over the period of the time that they're in our business? Now, if somebody is new on the floor, new uh, to serving clients, and they're prim primarily looking after 
new clients, then we would expect and hope for more, but we would expect around a 30% rebooking rate. That's not uncommon for somebody brand new, but the key is to not leave them there very long. We want to push them, move them forward fast and upward. And we want to get them out of that, that first three months and by the end of three months, we want them into, to be around the 50% rebooking mark. Um, and I think that's a good benchmark for you to work toward. Get them rebooking quickly and swiftly and I'm going to give you some tips and strategies in just a moment. If somebody has been in our business uh, around the 18 month mark, we want to be seeing them around the 60-70% mark. And then over the 18 months and into the 3 year plus mark, if someone's doing really, really well, we want to be seeing that around 80%. If they've been with us 18 months to 3 years and they're not at the 75-80% mark, then we've got problems. That's telling us that we're not. If they're below that, but not below 50%, then they're just being lazy and they're not focusing on it enough. If they're below 50%, then they're actually their service delivery is, and you've got problems. Okay, so uh, back to the how do we how do we help? If we want to remove the stress and the strain of ensuring our team have full columns, then uh, and not having to search for new clients all the time because that's time consuming and expensive then I've got these couple of little strategies I want you to think about. And the first one is the two-part strategy to pre-booking. The first one is peppering. And uh, peppering is just starting the, the future or thinking about the future at the beginning, right? Thinking about the future at the beginning. So at the consultation time, we want to be talking about their skin, uh, their hair, what we're going to do today, and we want to lead into what's happening next time now. So today, uh, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and next time, let's try ABC. So we've got a pepper in next time right at the beginning, okay? So that's number one, we've got a pepper at the beginning. We're already thinking about the next time. We're already assuming that she's coming back to us, she's coming back to our business, and she's going to have an additional service. It's not just about today. The second one is actually asking to pre-book at the end of the appointment. So we bookend it. We're booking at the front and at the end. So let so here's here's a script that um, that we want to teach our team. Let's make your next appointment now. Now today you came in on a Friday. So would you before prefer five five p.m. on Friday or nine a.m. on Saturday? So there's a couple of key things about that script. First of all. In our language, we're assuming that they're coming back to us. And when we're telling, not asking, not would you like to make another appointment, we're telling, let's make your next appointment now. You came in on a Friday, today's Friday. Actually, today's not Friday, today's Wednesday. You came in on a Wednesday. Uh, today's a Wednesday. Is that a, a day that suits? Would you like 4 p.m. on Wednesday or 9 a.m. on Saturday? So we're immediately giving them an A or B option, and that's really key. When you, want, when you give people two options, they'll choose one. If you give them three options, it's too confusing, they'll choose none. So we need to give two options, and those options need to be Friday or Saturday, not yes or no. Because if you give them a yes or no answer, 50% of the people are going to say no. So if we give them a Friday or Saturday, then 50% of people are going to say Friday, or 50% of people are going to say Saturday, if we use basic math. So uh, it's an A or B option. So don't make the A or B yes or no by asking would they like to come, yes or no. No thanks, just looking. Remember that response? It's an automated response. So we say Friday or Saturday, oh, and then they'll actually have to think, well, what do I want? Do I want Friday or do I want Saturday? 
knife to think about their lives and that logic and that conversation in their heads will give you an A or B answer. I want to tell you a quick story about the gorgeous girl that worked for me. I'm going to call her Jane. She wasn't Jane, but we'll call her Jane today. Uh, I was coaching her. She was uh, uh, mine to coach and do one-on-ones. And uh, Me and my management team would split up different people. I often took the ones that were a little bit difficult and, and weren't changing as rapidly. Um, so I was the SOS um, plaster. Anyway, I was looking after Jane, and uh, every time we met on a one-on-one, her rebooking, her pre-booking was not changing. It was staying the same. And so I would say to her, Jane, um, are you saying the script? We would repeat the script. I would get her to repeat the script back to me. She said, I'm saying the script and saying it. I'm, I am saying, I am asking. But nothing was changing. And it was stopping her from getting a pay rise and moving to the next, to the next level and becoming an executive stylist. And so I, I said to her, all right, um, you reckon you're saying it? And this went on for weeks and went on for months and nothing changed. So I said, okay, I commit to coming and watching what you're doing because you're telling me that you're doing something but it's not shifting and I know if you do this, it'll shift so there's a disconnect. I'm, I commit to coming and watching what you're doing. And so I would, any time, first of all, I would sit next to her. I was still on the floor one day a week at this time and I would make sure that we sat next to each other and then when she took the client to reception, I would put down my scissors or if I was in my office, I would come out of the office because the office was right by reception and I would note when she was seeing the client and I would come and I'd stand next to her. And we had at our reception two screens and so I would just pretend I was doing something on screen number one while she was seeing client out screen number two. And do you know what I did with her permission, just letting you know, I would not only stand next to her, I would nudge her or brush past her or kick her under the table, under the reception. Not hard, like nicely. <laughs> and uh, the physical touch, I do this, I didn't punch her. The physical touch, whether it was a kick or a nudge or a sweep past her and I would just bump her, uh, was the jolt that she needed, that one, that I was there, two, to remember to do the thing. Do you know what she was saying? Would you like to rebook your next appointment or... <laughs> I know if you're in my Solo Mastery program, you've heard me talk about this story a few times, but it was so pivotal. I was like, oh my God, not only is she asking, would you like to, yes or no, uh, or when somebody leaves a sentence open like this, what if someone goes, or I'll call you later? And they would kind of like, was that the answer you were looking for? And then she would, would not rebook the clients. And it's like, mate, <laughs> one, you're not saying the script that I told you. Yes, you're asking, which she was telling me that she was asking, but you're actively leading them down a pathway to not rebook. So I encourage you, go and listen to your team. Give them the script. The script works. Go and listen to what they're doing. And if you're committed to helping them make change, do what it takes to help them make the change. Be with them. Put the scissors down, go down and listen, kick under the table, whatever you need to do. Um, if you want to make change, that's what it takes sometimes to drive change. And that's a wrap. I hope you found that super useful, these client retention strategies. And at the end of the day, every salon owner wants to future-proof the salon, right? Don't you? I believe bringing clients back will help you achieve just that. So if you would like to chat more about uh, how your salon can use these rebooking strategies and increase 
then come and let me know in the Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group. I'm going to put the link also in the show notes so you can come and join us below. I would love to learn uh, a little more about your salon, maybe explore some of the ideas. Come and chat. All right. Meanwhile, that's a wrap for today. Catch you same time, same place next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.